Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jay's, our sponsors today, Texan Roofing, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather, 76 down on the island in Galveston. And uh, nice morning. No rain around us. A few showers offshore, but uh, most of the rain seems to be down on the border in South Texas. And... Uh, just below the panhandle, everything's moving kind of southeast. But anyway, today's forecast, mix of clouds and sun during the morning. They'll give way to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon with a stray shower or thunderstorm and a high of 86. Northeast winds 5 to 10. That rain chance is about 20%. Tonight, pretty much the same, cloudy skies. And then a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. North-northwest winds at 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow, Mostly sunny, high of 89, northeast winds 10 to 20. So that frontal boundary gets through, high pressure slides to the east, northeast winds return, and uh, that's a good win for teal hunting. I'll take it every day of the week. All right, looking at uh, tides for today, we're on a four-tide schedule. These are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have a high at 5.50 a.m. It's a 1.5, then a low at 11.40 a.m., an 0.9 a high at 6.03 p.m., a 1.5, and a low at 11.38 p.m., an 0.9. Sunrise this morning, 7.05 a.m. That puts uh, legal shooting time in the Houston-Galveston area at 6.35 a.m. 7.23 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 0% visibility. We're on a new moon. Current conditions, offshore of the buoy out there, 22 nautical miles. It's 84-degree air. And water temperature is 86.7 with a southwest wind at 4 to 9 miles per hour. At Galveston Channel, it's 77 degrees with 87-degree water with a north-northeast wind at 6 to 8. Eagle Point, 78 degrees with 84-degree water northeast at 7 to 8. And Morgan's Point, 74 degrees with 84-degree water north wind at 5 to 7 miles per hour. Barometric pressure is holding steady at 90 29.94 inches of mercury. 
All right. Let's go over to Sabine Lake and check in with our good friend, Captain Bill Watkins, see what he's up to on a Saturday morning. Bill, good morning. What's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing this morning? Couldn't be better. How are you, man? No. Paddling right along. I was to, uh, to stay above water. <laughs> yeah. Did you get did you get plenty of valuable rain yesterday? Yes. Well, did actually, you? it was the day before. Um, That's when you got your we most. Got just a, yeah, we just got a little bit. And uh, the day before, though, we got uh, probably four hours. I got oh a little over an inch, which uh, that. It's still damp on the top of the ground out there right now, so that mm. was exciting stuff. <laughs> didn't change uh didn't change the color of the water any anywhere around here, but it should I mean nothing run off. Right. But we had a pretty good pretty good rain all around the area. So I think some people got an inch and some got a half inch and maybe some got a little more. But uh, I've got a total of about an inch and a quarter. So, well, that's that, good. Uh, that keep my plants alive. Sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. All these trees alive. could use it. Man, it just. Oh man. You know, whenever I go somewhere, I get to looking around, and man, there's dead trees everywhere. They have taken a beating this summer. Lots of trees. They have. Around. Unbelievable. Hate to see that. Yeah, uh, I even saw a pine dying. Oh, the pines are taking it on the chin, man, big time. Yeah. Boy, a lot of dead pines. When it gets down, you know, they've got a big taproot. So usually it, it's really got to get dry before it gets down to the taproot of those pine trees. So when they start dying, it's been dry. Yes. But still, still we didn't set a record for days over 100. Uh, we didn't. We were close. We were about three days. In this area, there was, uh, I forget, maybe somewhere around a little after 1900, there was. Yeah. Uh, there was well, a I know few more days. Did. You know, our area over here, we set a record for the most. Y'all set the record, huh? Yeah, the hottest, hottest summer. Wow. It's what I read Tell anyway. And do you believe what you read anymore? are here <laughs> all i know hey it was hot we've had a bunch of hot mm-hmm. summers and it was a hot one this year no doubt and dry i hear boo-boo kitty <laughs> that's matilda she, oh, she's in boy. here crying she wants on the radio what you want out matilda all right <laughs> is that your cat's name matilda matilda she wants to go out and be a real cat for a while Mighty matilda <laughs> Yeah, she's she's a oh, and tabby cat. She's looking for Matty anyway, Mouse this yeah. morning. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. Or a lizard or whatever <laughs> so else. She anything to play with that moves. If it moves, they're going to jump on it. She's a predator. Yes. It. She hasn't yeah. brought me a squirrel tail up here yet, but uh, it'll happen. Yeah, I figure eventually she'll catch one. Those squirrels have to watch out. My dad I I had no, was not a cat no, lover. And uh, for oh. a joke one year, we bought him a a cat and uh, for his birthday. Didn't buy it. Somebody <laughs> gave it to us. Beautiful kind of a black Persian cat. And he named it Sugar <laughs> Ray. 
he he became a cat accustomed to that cat he he got real close to it and he had hated cats all his life and uh that cat would go up the tree with the squirrels and catch them in the tree and bring them down. He oh, was yeah. Serious. I had one like that when I was a kid growing up. A big old orange cat. And that rascal, boy, man, he would catch squirrels. He'd go up in the tree with them and get them. Mm-hmm. And once they figure out they can do that, they're, uh, they're some bad animals. <laughs> Hunters. Uh, did you yeah, go teal hunting this week? You said you were going to try and go. Did you go? No, I'm I'm going. Uh, I'm going Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, next this coming, coming week. Okay. All right. Yeah. I misunderstood you. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a lot of birds. Yeah, we ought to be getting that second wave in by then. Ought to start filtering on in. All this weather change. We got water now a little bit. I don't know how much of it stuck, but I had some pretty good pooling yesterday. I got my best rain yesterday. I think I had a half inch on uh, Thursday and got an uh, inch and a half yesterday. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. I mean, it just, I want to go out and play in it. It looked so good and felt so good. Yeah, it did for a fact. I mean, it's, uh, it. my yard is as dead as I've ever seen a yard. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you know, I, <laughs> I don't. You don't need to worry about the grass. It'll come back. <laughs> it always does. It it's always so does. Uh, not too. Not too. Not worried about that much. But my pond is about a foot deep now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's right at three and a half, four foot low. Man. I mean, I can't even believe that. Uh, I've seen it get down pretty bad before, but you know, it's uh. It's it's kind of weird, but you know the way I watch weather and radar all the time and everything. Y'all have actually had more rain over y'all's way this year than we have, and then, yeah, and then on into Louisiana and 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 east. But, yeah, uh, they've had uh, they've had fairly adequate rainfall over that way, but uh, the further east you go, the better it's been. Yes, but uh, I. We still we're still going to have probably a good dry fall, I think. Yeah. Uh, it might Split eventually rain way. enough to put some water down the rivers, uh, but it's shaping up to be uh, one of the one of the better years for the north end of Sabine Lake. Right. That's that's what I'm watching for, and uh, that would be that'd be good for me. Once you know, I, I get, saw a post on. Facebook this morning. I was just kind of killing time for. I went on there just surfing through that, scanning, and 61st Street Pier showed a guy that caught a 33-inch trout out of the surf yesterday. That is a monster. Or maybe it was last night. I couldn't really tell by the picture. It was. It, there was two photos of it. And it was hard to tell and judge. It didn't look like it had any weight on it, though. It looked pretty slim looking. But uh, I'd like to know yeah, how much that fish weighed. Yeah. I don't know. You know, everybody always posts inches. I want. I want weight. I want. I want to see what that fish weighed. You know, I always felt like that too. Somehow, another inches got to be the judge of a trout. That you know, a a thirty-three inch trout that's heavy is going to weigh a lot more than one. Yeah, 
I mean, that kind of started <laughs> south of us, you know, down south, because their fish were way skinnier than ours up here on the upper coast, and they they started right. doing the inch thing, and I think it just caught on up the coast. And, man, all the fishing I've done over the years, the first uh, first thing I did, and we caught a monster like that, and I'd hit scales with it and then measure it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, my personal best was 9.0. And I didn't even measure that fish. I didn't even know you're supposed to do that back then. But uh, I've had several nine pluses in the boat uh, since I've been guiding, and mm. I never caught any of them. <laughs> the biggest I caught since I've been guiding is eight and three quarters. Isn't that uh, something how it works? But yeah. that's a good thing. You want your customers to catch the big ones. Oh yeah, I'm I'm always uh, I'm Hello. always liking that. The trout god could give me one every once in a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, we all got back, you know, back in the day, we all caught them in the boat. I, I can remember times where uh, four rods would be boat over and every fish was over eight pounds. And yeah, you need, you need four nets. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time with him. That's... Don't get him up to the boat too soon. Push your button in and let him run out there a little ways. Get off that fish. Yeah. Don't horse him off. Yeah, you need to need to keep some line between you and the fish like that. Yeah, when they're because that big. When you get them up to the you get them up to the boat. Uh, that's where all the the boo boos happen. That's uh, I mean that's just like a redfish. I'd rather they stay out there, run way out there, and and hang around for a while and wear themselves out. Because if you get them into green, they're going. to they're going to dive under the boat. They're going to go to the motor. They're going to do something. Well, I got lucky it's one all... day. I had a guy that had one on, you know, seven, seven and a half-ish and, uh, on a mirror lure. And it was uh, in the late fall. It was almost uh, almost December. And so I netted the fish while the mirror lures hung in the net. Well, his buddy had had a big one. He didn't know it was that big. And, and he wasn't a very adequate fisherman. He was kind of novice and... He let that fish eat him up at the boat, so it went down and went under the boat. And when I got the net loose from that other guy's trout, I looked out the other side, and that fish was on top. And I just reached around back and scooped him up in the net, nine and a half pounds. <laughs> wow. That guy didn't even know I netted him. I said, push your button in. What for? I said, I got your fish in the net over here. Just push your button in. Give me some line. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's crazy. Shoot, yeah, he mounted that, that could fish. happen. But that you know, that was he'd he'd caught a few trout. He he was just a be, kind of a beginner stages and uh caught it on a eight oh one mirror lure, that solid orange one with a gold flash, and he had that fish oh, mounted. Wow. That fish went in the box. Yeah. Well back then you couldn't uh you couldn't get a a, a plastic mount. Now you can and they're more yeah. durable than the real thing. Yeah, but skin mounts are still the best. They look the best if you get a good taxidermist. Yeah, if they're good enough. Yeah. I've seen a lot of trout mounted over the years that didn't look that good. You know, Frankenstein trout is what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. All lumpy looking and dried out. Boy, all my yeah. old mounts, I mean, they're... You know, I mounted most of my fish back in the 80s, and, and there was no reason to mount anymore because you kept 
unless, you know, you caught one 11 or 12 pounds and they've been to fishing in boat shows on display and the tails and fins get all beat up and just, so I'll just put them, they're all sitting on the patio outdoors. You know, they're under, <laughs> they don't get rained on, but boy, they look rough. They're, they're full of Frankenstein trout now. But they're big. Yeah, <laughs> what, uh, what was your personal best? It was over in your backyard, and we didn't weigh it. We measured it, and it was 32 and a half inches long, and we That's let it go. One. I was waiting uh, Sydney Island back there and uh, caught it on a frogger ghost, that green frog ghost with the yellow dots on it. Oh, no and, kidding. Uh, yes, and uh, we turned it loose. We measured it and let it go, and... If I had it all over to do again today, I'd have killed that fish and put it on the wall. Yeah. At least, uh, you know, got a good weight off of it. That was the biggest one. I, I know it had to hit, at least had to crowd 11 pounds. Maybe bigger. It was, I couldn't get my hands around it. It was oh, shouldered yeah. up. Caught that fish yeah. on, uh, that was the first weekend in June. Well, that would have been a heavy fish. They're usually still full of eggs by then, mm -hmm. usually. That, that's, a, that's a big one. And, you know, you hear about people catching fish that are 32, 33 inches. And man, oh, man, that it, it that's the ultimate luck to catch one that big. Oh, yeah. You, you bust 30 inches, you, you've caught a fish of a lifetime. Let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll be right back, my friend. Hang with me. Sure, buddy. All right, you're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 420 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back to Captain Bill Watkins. All right, Bill, we were talking big trout, trying to. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we were. Well, you know, if, you, if you're if you able to catch one over 30 inches, I would say that uh, you're a fortunate person indeed. Yes. And even now, uh, it's, it, I, I don't, uh, I don't think even, South Texas is not even as good as it used to be. Well, no, um, no. There's, there's a lot of competition to catch those fish. I, I see some pretty big ones on Facebook every once in a while, you know. There's some good fish down there. And there's some good fish up here, too. If you saw if you saw one that uh, was 33 inches, man, what a fish. Can yeah. you even imagine? Yeah, that came That's out of the surf. Was you to that's a, swim that's awesome through the fish. jetties and come to Trinity Bay. I'd like to have a have a, a prayer meeting with that fish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll let you go. Just eat my top water and then I'll give you back. Yeah, man. That uh that would be uh that'd be something. Um, you know, it uh that's def- that's definitely a rare bird these days. I mean, thirty-three incher from the beginning of time to now. That's always been a a massive fish, you know, as far as trout goes. And uh, I I think our water body record here at Sabine is uh, eleven. Billy Rising called it. I think it's an eleven eight or something like that, or eleven twelve. Uh, yeah, somewhere over eleven. Um, and that uh, I pretty well know where that fish was caught. Uh, but that's, I heard Lighthouse Cove. Actually, I think it was uh, between uh, Lighthouse, what we call the Elkhole, yeah. which is right where, where the Chenier Pools are. Right. Yeah, that's, I think that's where he caught it. Uh, he never has told anybody. <laughs> he keeps no, that secret. All the speculation. Yeah. You know, I've caught some good fish on that end, but uh, probably the biggest stringers have been in really two spots up there waiting waiting that area up around Pleasure Point and then those islands back there and then over around Garrison's Ridge on that east side. That's where I had some of my best stellar days on big fish over there. And then there's another Uh, one. You know all the names of those coves. We just... There was one big, long, sweeping cove. It started out with a bayou at the mouth of one end of it on the west end of it, and then it made a real long, narrow sweep. It had a little bitty ditch drain in the middle of it, and then it came out to a big, distinct point to the east. And That's uh, called Inspiration Point. Yeah, we called that cove. We just <laughs> called it the Bait Cove because we always found more mullet there than anywhere else. And if you get in there and grind really hard, and, uh, you know, with topwaters and corkies, you, you could roll you a big one out of there almost every day. You know, I mean, what yeah. I'm saying, big eight-plus, you know, a good fish. Yep, 
Yeah, that uh, that in that pocket that pocket at Garrison's Ridge, where the that goes back up in as a shell hole back up in right. there. Right. Uh, that was that was good in February March. You catch water just right. That was always a good big fish hole. Yeah, we used to hit that hard in January, February, and March. One of the coldest mornings I ever wade fished on. Uh, uh, Pete and I, and uh, we took Kenny Cambiano with us, and uh, we stood over there. We got there. It was so cold. We couldn't have, believe how cold it was over there when we left. You know, my house at Trinity Bay, it wasn't that bad. We, we weren't we weren't dressed for it. We stuck <laughs> it out, and uh, it was slow that morning, but as soon as that tide started falling and that warmer water was coming out of the bayous, those yep. fish lit off. My goodness. And... Uh, my favorite spot as far as just a spot to stand at when those fish would go out deep and then move back in when the tide would start moving. Remember that cane patch that used to be on that point just east of Garrison's where all the poles go out in the water? Oh, yeah. Those pilings? There was a little point yes. right there, and it had a big clamshell dump out in front of it. And you could stand right there all day and just those big fish had come through there all day long. Now when the red showed up, you were done. You had to move on down and go fish the cove. You know where that little island <laughs> yeah. is, and throw towards that uh, west bank where that gut ran up that side. But, man, was, you're uh, just bringing uh, back memories, man. I was back in that shell hole at Garrison's. Uh, way back in there, it kind of narrowed, narrowed down, and then opened back up in another big pool. Well, we were sitting in that narrow spot, anchored up right at daylight, and a guy come in there and got out of his boat and uh, started wading over toward me. And he was, I, he actually got close enough to me that I could talk to him. Yeah. I could hear back then, back in those days. <laughs> and he's, he's casting out toward the middle and we're casting, we're lapping casts with topwaters. And my brother caught a seven pounder. And uh, man, I mean, that was a fish. And then that guy, you know, he's sitting there talking to us, and directly he cast right over in front of my trolling motor. And uh, I was anchored up at the time, mm -hmm. and he caught a 10-pound, 4-ounce trout. Wow. And the reason I know that is because we both took those two trout and weighed them at the store at the causeway. They had a certified scale Yeah, there. I remember they had that certified scale there you could weigh your fish at if you had, you know. And, we we went in there and weighed our fish, and he weighed his, and, and uh, he just come walking in there with it. I said, man, that that is one more big fish. And he said, yeah. He said, can you believe I caught it right off the end of your trolling motor? I said, yeah, I, I, I was being quiet. Now, they'll swim right by you. And uh, that, that fish actually weighed 10.04, and I think my brother's weighed 7.6. Yeah. So that was two two big heifers we took out of there that day. And man, I mean, that 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 was some big fish would come in there early. Now, if you waited, they wouldn't be in there. They'd back out into the lake after right. it warmed up a little. But uh, that happened in late February, early March every year. I stand in the mouth man. of that cove one evening. It was uh, about an hour before dark, and that tide was just bulling up. Man, we had a big spring tide coming in and oh uh eric simmons and my 
brother-in-law stayed on the point down there at Garrison's on that cane patch. Dennis Clooney and I went to the west and waited to mouth that cove and got a few blow-ups. And I put on a corky. You couldn't get it back. I mean, we're catching some pigs. And that point to the west, I was standing there and throwing right at the point where it met the outer part of the bay and letting that current carry that corky up that bank and that little gut right next to the bank. And as soon yeah. as, as soon as that corky would straighten out, my rod was pointing out at it. Oh my God! You get this huge thump <laughs> and set out on it. And it was they were toads, and uh, Clooney got in there with me, and we were, and all those fish were coming just from straight out in the bay and hitting that point and running down that shoreline. And when I left there that night, we took pictures and all that before the sun got down by the boat. And you could hear those big fish. They'd gone all the way to the very back of that cove and were just blowing mullet up. I mean, it sounded it sounded like piranhas back there. So the next morning, I got there about 30 minutes before daylight, and I troll motored all the way up in there as far as I could until my trolling motor started hitting bottom. We got out. Those fish were still in the back of that cove, and oh, my. They wouldn't eat corkies that morning. They wanted all topwaters. Yeah. Boy. Man, that was a school of big fish. Yeah, Jeez. they uh, they had some fish in there. Wow. Mm. Before everybody really figured out how to yeah. catch them. Well, this was before the, yeah, this was before it got bad, you know, overcrowded. <laughs> now, I remember I used to run into a guy over there. His name was Freddie from Nederland. He was a funny guy. We were waiting at Cane Patch one day, and, he waded down there to us and lined up with us, and we're catching them on corkies, and he didn't have any. And, uh, man, he watched the show, but that's how we got to know him. I, I still remember that. That had to be 20-plus years ago. Freddie from Nederland, probably 25 <laughs> years ago. It was he said, what are you Baytown there. boys doing over here? I said, we're over here catching your big fish, Freddie. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh well, that's what it's about. Good old days, man. That was fun back then. God, I miss, yeah, miss it coming was. over there. That was some real, you know. We explored lots of stuff. Yeah, there was big fish. There was big fish from one end of that lake to the other. There was. Lived there. Remember that they was lived. right after when all that came to came to a head about ninety eight to two thousand and two. Was that that was four years of just? I mean, if you weren't there, you were in the wrong spot. But yeah. it was after, remember, they got rid of all the gill netting, Louisiana too, and yeah. those fish just exploded in that lake. They just got huge. They sure did. They went they from catching pencils that. four years ago to big fish roaming every inch of that, you know, bay system over there. Man, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. That, Five that, pounders that under the hope. birds over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was Pretty often, even in the middle of the summer. Every time, yeah, you can hit a school of birds and it's three to five pounders under them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they talked about it. And, you know, then everybody migrated to Calcasieu after that. Yeah. Um, that, uh, that got a bunch of big <laughs> fish over there, too. Yeah. Let's clean out Sabine and then move next door and clean that place out, too. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we had known. What was coming, we would have saved a few of them. <laughs> but that's... Uh, well, Mother Nature dictates a lot of this, you know. Mother Nature dictates more than we can. Oh, I no mean, doubt. You, 
you think about what happened. Would you have ever thought you'd have seen seven severe years of flooding, severe flooding? I mean, who would have thought no. that? We've never seen Not that before, man. No, I, I think I've uh, I've been through just about everything that nature can throw at us over here. <laughs> Hurricanes, uh, floods, freezes, I mean, you name it. Yeah. But That's for right. seven straight years like that of just unbelievable amounts of fresh water flowing through your system, that does not help. You don't get any spawns. And somehow, off. yeah, and somehow we still have fish. Yeah, that That's just tells you how prevalent they are. They reproduce. That's all they do is swim Trout. and eat and make a bunch of babies. Trout are, are amazing fish. They, they really are. are. I've been chasing them my whole life, and I'm still not satisfied. <laughs> that's pretty sick, isn't it? <laughs> that, yeah, that's a no wonder they call us early morning sicko. <laughs> that ain't no joke, buddy. That's crazy. Well, Bill, if somebody wants to come get sick with you over at Sabine and catch them up, how they get a hold of you, brother? Yeah, 409 673 buddy. Or com. Yeah. All right, man, have a good weekend and uh, have you a good teal hunt next week. I'll talk to you Thursday, brother. All right, have you a report. See you, Bill. Thank you. Later. Bye-bye. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Texan Roofing. Texan Roofing are the people I trust. And Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas. Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. And Texan Roofing has a Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever. And they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing has found the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with honest roof inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to give them a call over at Texan Roofing. And if you tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, Tim and all of his crew, they'll work directly with you. And they fish and hunt like we do, so you can strike up a good conversation with them. Call to Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281-391-9600. Or go to texanroofing.com. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 437 here in the Bayou City. 
Let's go up to Lake Conroe and check in with our good friend, the fish dude, old Richard Tosh. Richard, good morning, buddy. Well, you know good this morning, Mickey. Man, I'm just hanging out, brother. Just hanging out. Good deal. I'll tell you what, looks like y'all got some rain on Umbrella Point yesterday. Finally, inch and a half, I'll I'm, take it. I mean, that's like a monsoon for this time of year for Umbrella Point to get rain. I heard that. Well, I, we but I could have gotten eight. more. It just, uh, I really just got the edge of that one cell that was really moving slow and dumping a ton of rain that went kind of uh, just west of me over towards LaPorte and all that. So, But I'll take, hey, I will not complain. I guarantee you, there ain't no doubt. That's like that's like up here at the house. I almost I almost got a quarter of an inch. That's I mean, it's it's been blowing all around me, but it just it won't drop right here at the house. But quarter inch, I'll take it. It cools everything down. At least the grass will start growing a little bit more anyway. But that's that's one of them things. Yeah, I'm just wanted I'm, for the trees, man. The trees are taking it on the chin, boy. Oh, you ain't kidding. I don't. I the other day I got out there and. Well, what was the day before yesterday? Got out there and started cutting on some of mine. I got probably ten or twelve big, big oak trees that are gone because of it. So that ain't no good. I mean, it's just that they're that's using firewood though, so that's all right. But they, a couple of them been stressed out for a while. But there, there's uh, several of them that just from this year, you know, just being so dry, they just they just went ahead and kicked the bucket. So. Kind of like 2011 and 2010 when we had all that drought going on back then. So it's uh, a lot. I think I lost 30 or 40 of them back then. So it's just it's one of them things. That drought takes its toll on everything, and it's just a little bit of water helps out a whole lot. Because I mean, them night trees, you ain't, you ain't getting boy, they suffer. Yeah. But I'm ready. I'm ready for deer season now. That's that's what I'm ready for. I just wish. Wish I could get back into bow hunting. I just ain't ain't able to do it right now. That's that's one of the things. Right. My shoulders my shoulders won't take that bow hunting no more. Yeah, no, I think I might uh, have might have to get you a crossbow, man. Still that's bow what hunting. I was fixing, that's what I was fixing to say. Might have to get me a dang old crossbow and do that because it that's that's just about as good. But dang, it still feels like cheating. <laughs> Well. That's the thing, you know. It's cause I, I guarantee you, some of them crossbows. I shot one of those ten points a couple of years ago, or several years ago, and and that thing up to up to about sixty, seventy five yards. I mean, it's almost it's almost as good as a rifle. I mean, it just it's a tack driver. And I, yeah, I got an Excalibur just, like that. Sixty yards in, it's I yeah, mean, my, it, it's like a rifle. I mean, you put I it, guarantee you put it in the same those, hole every time, brother. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, yep. and and just, I mean, they're they're but fast. It wasn't cheap. I mean, you're gonna pay for it with a good scope and all that. I mean, it's uh, oh. it's it's deadly. Yeah, you ain't kidding. I mean, they're gonna be a thousand and up for sure. There's no doubt about that. So, but it's uh, it, I guarantee you, it's 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 worth it. The only thing, only thing I found because buddy of mine, I was shooting his up there in Arkansas, and and uh, his uh, every time. Would shoot like at a, like he shot a, he shot two deer one one morning up there with it, and you never could find the bolts. They blow right through them. No, and that's just an added expense. I mean, a lot of times yeah. you just uh, those little old ten inch bolts. Mine shoots ten inch bolts. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know how I, 
never even measured his. I don't know how long, how long they are, but I know dang good and well. When you shoot them, they, they blow right through, and they're going to bury up in, in the ground or whatever. So you gonna, you might as well call it, uh, say that one's gone. You better know? have lighted knocks. Yeah, that's that's about the only way to do it, yeah, because he, he sent me some pictures the other day. He had four nice little deer around his fingers, and I was, He's up there planting wheat and stuff, trying to get me to go back up there to Arkansas and go hunt again. That's what he was doing. So. Well, after this drought and everything, a lot of, you know, with the, the exceptional acorn and pecan and all that crop we had last year and not going to have this year, there's there's going to be some good deer shot this year in East Texas oh, all up through there, northeast I Arkansas. There ain't, there ought to be, there ain't no doubt about that. Cause like I say, his, he had, he had four, four nice ones on, on camera. And, you know, I say nice, there wasn't no giants, but there was, you know, they get some good eight yeah, points. Good ones for, you know, open range, fair hunt deer, man. Right. Right. I mean, he had, you know, nice old, I think he had a couple of them that were, one of them was a 10 point, but they, you know, probably 16 inch spread, stuff like that. Real high horn deer though, and stuff like that. And, yeah, they're just good looking deer. They're still young as far as I'm concerned. They right. you know, their body bodies just didn't look right, you know. No no sag in the belly or sway back or nothing like that. So about two and a half, three and a half year old deer. Yeah. So get them older rascals where they, they hang around and they you know, people what people done missed out on them and hadn't hadn't seen them. That's that's one thing I noticed like hunting out there in Lano. All your bigger deer tend to always come in last if you if you're out there hunting on them, and it's uh you gonna have the does that'll come up, you know your regular deer that'll come up to a feeder, and then then uh, then later on them, them bigger bucks they'll hang back on the edges. They don't ever really come in. They hang out and wait on them does to finish up. And every once in a while, you might get one of them to come up to a feeder and stuff like that, but. I still got to do. It. I got there in Lando. I still got to do a bunch of predator control. I mean, them dang coats are they're just they're just too many of them. They're getting too thick out there. And it's the, the last time I was over there. You know, dang big moon was was going. So I didn't have any any uh, thermal stuff or any night vision stuff to get out there and look at them with. But but uh, that might be an investment I have to get into here before long. Is get into some of that night vision or thermal stuff because, uh, like I say, the night predators, they'll, they'll take over a place. Especially if you got a bunch, you know, we ain't got any anything like sheep or goats or anything like that on there, but you get a bunch of sheep on there, they'll, uh, they'll dang sure move in and take over, but, they, you know, when they start taking out them little young fawns, it's, it's uh, you know, in big numbers, that's that tends to be a problem, too. What Even the cowboys though, called sheep back in the old days, back in eighteen hundred, prairie maggots. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. There Come you in and go, eat the man. whole place up. Oh man, I guarantee you, they they will too. Range wars. <laughs> I promise you, the, those rascals. I mean, they're good at cleaning stuff up. I mean, they use them all over the place, clean it up. Well, as a matter of fact, take one of them parks down there in Houston, using a bunch of them, cleaning up the the areas that nobody can really get to because they'll go in there and they'll, they'll clean it out. Them things don't go to get after it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. You, know, you get out there and, 
get out there and do all that. Cause I, like this cooler weather's got me thinking about hunting already anyway. So that's, that's one of the things, you know, it's not that much cooler, but it sure, it sure is nice to go out there and not go into insta sweat mode. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just it just makes it nice to be yeah, able you know we're from Texas there. and we say, Boy, it's a lot it feels good today. It's only ninety five. <laughs> I know, I know. It's horrible, isn't Start it? Start the morning out at seventy six. That's that's yeah. sweet, man. I'm telling you, I love it. But it's you know, the only only place you can do that's in Texas, there ain't no doubt. So but it's you know, it's just one of those things where I just I enjoy getting out there and doing all of it. Don't matter hunting, fishing, you name it. Anything outdoors, it's all good. And especially you know you know that when it comes to hunting and stuff like that, this time of year, it's just a welcome break. You know, get get something yeah. different. Even though I've, even though I've been on break with dang old hip, but but uh, I'm actually curious to see what they're going to do down there, in Conroe today because they got that Tuesday night championship going on today, and and uh, I may actually. Have May have to try to make that way in this evening, see just to see what all they catch. Because after being out there the other day and seeing all that dying grass everywhere, I mean, good night. That lake is so full of grass right now; it's it's unreal. It reminds me, matter of fact, it reminds me of back when we had that drought in 2010, 11. Because it's uh, the grass is in some of the same areas. It's moved out to some of these deeper edges where it's you know it's about three or four foot deep on a lot of it right now and, and uh it's it's almost punching top grass where you get out there and flipping big weights and jigs and stuff in it mm-hmm. and, and get it down in them in them holes and catch them but but it's not quite there you know it's, i like having about on that kind of grass there i like having about you know five six to eight feet if you can get 10 you, you're doing good so but that, it won't ever grow because it's the most of this is going to be it like coontail and some of most of it's going to be like grassy pond weed and stuff like that. But but you got some eel grass and stuff like that up there that that they get in and and uh, it's just so so much of it right now. It's hard to find a starting spot spot you know yeah. where you can get it where you can get in the fish because you just have to pretty much look for the bait. You see any bait uh, flopping around in that stuff, you just got to get after it. You know, and start working that area. Cause it's like the other day I worked, I worked a good half mile of it and, uh, I only saw one little area that had some bait working and never did, never did catch anything, but I wasn't focused on the grass. I was focused, I was focused on the deep drop on it, you know, chunking, chunking yeah. those crankbaits and had a, had a real, had a couple of them push on it, like a six XD crankbait dives down there about 15, 16 feet deep. And you feel it, you're cranking along, all of a sudden that thing starts pushing right at you. So you got one that got behind it and pushed it towards you. So you know, it's, it's a neat feeling, but you can't catch them. I mean, when they grab a thing like that, you can't hardly catch them because they they're not pulling away. They're coming right at you. So right. they just throw slack in your line, and you just can't catch up to them. I mean, it's a thing that's thing. But it's, uh, it's fun to know that they're out there pushing on them anyway. So. You got it. All right, Richard, I got a roll. Got to go All get right. Charlie, so if somebody wants to call you, give them some info. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Suits Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishsuitetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishsuitetx.com. All right, Richard. See you, buddy. Take care. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Later. All right, man. All right, now let's run down Matagorda Way and check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. 
Charlie, what's up? Morning. What's going on? Oh, not a lot, man. Got Astros yeah. hangover. Yeah, they lost again, huh? Lost three out of four so far to the two sorriest teams in baseball. Mm. Well, they're not sorry. They're just not any good. I'll just put it <laughs> like that. Be, be nice. Man, they better get on a stick. Oh, I tell you, I'm running out of patience. You just uh, Those are games. And naturally, Seattle and, and Texas lost last night. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had so many opportunities here lately to separate ourselves for our division, but we just can't stand prosperity. Man, they're going to have a tough time trying to get by Baltimore. They, they <laughs> That's ain't going to make team. it this year. They ain't going to make it. Their starting pitching is not going to hold up. It's not going to happen. I mean, I'm both for Baltimore. Bad. No, the Astros. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hell, they had their run. I mean, yeah, it's just he can't, uh, he can't win them all. Hell, he can't. I'm a big no. fan, and I watch them every night, whether they win or lose. I've been watching them since birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I, that Baltimore but the writing's on the wall. I mean, something's making these guys flat, man. They, all these lineups changing, and you got guys sitting on a bench that ought to be in there with their hot bats, and they're just not. And it's it's just like they get so flat and down. I mean, you could tell. Well, the best way to tell is the way Altuve looks when he starts off a game. If he starts off with a strikeout or a ground out, it's going to be a tough night. Like he fires yeah. them up. He's something else. Golly. He is. He's something else. Man, we got a good team. But, uh, yeah, we we got a great team, but uh, yeah, there's always two, somebody better too up, up and there. down. The bats get too hot and too cold, and the starting pitching suspect. And I don't know what happened to Javier. He's lost it. Maybe so. He'll have one inning. Strike out three, looks like, hey, the old Javier's back in the next inning and can't get it over the plate. Crazy. Yeah. They'll get on a winning streak here and win some games, but I, I don't think they're going to go. Well, they're kind of like my way. trout fishing right now. Hey, hit them when you can. Like, and Yeah. <laughs> you know what Like I mean. everybody's <laughs> trout fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, much going on over here, Mickey. It's all uh, what – what little we're getting is redfish and and uh, hell the winds from a different direction. Yeah, about every two or three hours. I know. You know, y'all get any rain yesterday? No, we did not get a drop. Well, that's a shame. It it all held right off uh, right offshore, right along the beach. Now the day before, yes, we got about yeah. a three hour rain. It was yeah, good. too bad that won't back in on us. I hope it doesn't go out in the guff and turn into something. Yeah, that's right. We've seen that before. It is that time of the year for that, too. Yes, so. it is. With warm waters in the guff and as slow as that front line's moving and those storms sitting out there, we'll see. Yeah. No, we can go out there one day. We can have a good a good bite, and you go back the next day, you can't catch fish there. No consistency. No. Uh, we need it's a bunch a of rain. To push, <laughs> yeah, we need a bunch of rain to push uh, push some bait out of that marsh and 
let's see what we got. You know, that's all we can do. That's it. Sit back and relax in the meantime and uh, do the best you can. Right. Yeah. Boy, I hadn't seen any teal over here flying at all. Really? No, I haven't. I've been fishing off the intercoastal a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hell, I ain't seen a first flight in the several, last several days. Man, you ought to be seeing them buzzing along at the intercoastal, about, you know, on that east end down there where the marsh and stuff is. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Huh. So, but it looks like they're having some good shoots. They are. The guys that have got water, they got the birds, man. I mean, it, yeah. I think Monday was kind of slower and Tuesday, but uh, they picked up. Everybody got their birds. They just had to hunt longer to get them. Those 30-minute uh, yeah. limits on the weekend spoiled them, but we, we should be getting a new push, that second wave, you know, with the younger birds and the hens and everything coming too, so it's not right. over. Well, it is that time of the year. It's a good time of the year, hunting, fishing. It is. Starting well, to cool off. Blaine and them whacked them doves yesterday afternoon, buddy. <laughs> he oh, said I yesterday morning, did. you know, they just scratched around and picked and pecked, and, you know, he said it, it wasn't any good. They didn't fly, and he said yesterday evening, he said every bird in the world was flying in there. He said it was absolutely stupid. Wow. Mm. Uh-uh-uh. I can but imagine. That's dove hunting. Dove hunting is kind of like trout fishing. Yeah, here today, here one day and gone the next. Yes. One day they bite, next day they don't. And you know, that's he killed any good rattlesnakes lately? Oh, that's that's a that's a plus down there. They, they you can bank on it every day. They'll kill a good one or several. Yeah. And buzzworms are prevalent wherever the birds are. There's a lot, always a lot of snakes. Absolutely. I, yep. That's why they're there. I got plenty of food source. Yep. Well, we're going to get out here and give it a shot again today. See what happens. Well, I hope the best for you. You'll have a light northeast wind today if that'll do you any good. Northeast one day, west the next. Yeah. South the next. <laughs> east Around the, the next. Around yeah. the horn with Charlie P. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> hey, anything's better than the Southwest, man. We had that for so long. I don't even want to see a Southwest again. Mm, all summer. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Nasty. Looking into the sun, trying to cut a drift, pop a wade. All right, Charlie. Well, That's hey, if bad. somebody wants to call you about coming over to Matta Get Down Gorda, how do they get a hold of you? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie, catch them up and go Astros. Boy, I'll tell you, Kansas City. Get them going. All right, man. Later, buddy. Take care. <laughs> See you. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. over in Matagord. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.